This is Courage Cast. Faith, inspiration, and motivation for today. Well, hey, friends, this is Eric Nordoff, and you're listening to the Courage Cast. Every week on Tuesdays, I hold a team call with our doTERRA team, and I wanted to give you a peek inside one of our more recent calls where I talk about this topic of the grind that we have to embrace. Sometimes we have to embrace the grind and we can't trust our feelings. So I want to just go ahead and play that for you, and hopefully it'll be an encouragement to you. Even if you're not doing doTERRA or network marketing, I think you can relate to this. If you want to do anything great, you have to understand the concept of the grind. Tonight's message, I'm titling Mastering the Grind. And as a result of the last week, this topic keeps coming up since last week's call. Um, The topic of, I've been trying to wrestle and process um, what a lot of you are experiencing and what, quite frankly, I'm experiencing. And what I call it is, there's seasons in your life where you just have to grind, okay? You just have to get dirty. You have to get gritty. Um, It's not fun always. you can make it fun, but it's sometimes it's just not going to feel great, okay? And um, that's what I want to talk about is how to master that because that's really where, where the rubber meets the road, and that's really the difference I've seen. The people that are able to master the grind and get into the grind and push through, uh, even when they don't feel like it, are the ones that succeed in this business. All right, so I want you to all learn how to master the grind as I'm learning how to master the grind, okay? So I want to start off by asking you, what happens when you set a goal? What happens when you set a goal? You are putting yourself out there. You're putting yourself out there. You're, you're setting a goal. Um, you're, you're publicly declaring, even if it's just to yourself, uh, that you're reaching for something. You're setting yourself up for the possibility that you might fail. Now, when you're young, you're much more able to do this naturally because you don't have any negative experiences to keep you from doing it. But when you're older, you've had a good bit of failures. You've had more chances to fail, quote unquote, and you're also more likely to play it safe And you are going to be more likely to guard against failure because you don't like how it feels. It doesn't feel good to feel like you're a failure or that you failed. It doesn't feel good to put yourself out there and be hurt, wounded. That's what we do naturally. The older we get, the more opportunities for failure, the more we're likely to try to protect ourselves because we don't like that feeling, right? So you avoid setting goals. In the, it, now you just got to the point where you're avoiding setting goals altogether. It's easier than risking the feeling of failing again to just avoid them. 
I went through a season where I avoided setting goals. I avoided it because, and I didn't even realize it. I did it for years, probably three or four years. If you would have asked Chrissy, I was, when I was 25, 26, 27, early 20s, early 30, mid 20s, early 30s, I was a goal setter, man. I was a goal setter. I had them down. But every year when I came up short, the, the less enthusiastic I would be and I would have to push myself to set goals until I got to the point like when I was 37, 38, where I stopped setting goals until I was about 44 because I was just so discouraged by my failures or what I thought were my failures. And that was a lie that I chose to believe. So I want to ask you, is that a good idea? Is it a good idea to avoid setting goals? Is it a good idea to protect yourself from being hurt? Is it a good idea to retreat back into what's comfortable? How is it serving you? What is the payoff? The payoff is that you're, you're, you won't get hurt. That's why you do it. That's the, that's the payoff. But what's the cost? The cost is you're setting yourself up for a mediocre life at best. And then if you set me, meager goals or mediocre goals at all, or you dream small dreams, safe ones, guess what? It's not moving you emotionally enough to stick to it when the going gets tough. You will not stick to that goal. You will not find it is worth enough to you because it's too easy or it's kind of meh, M-E-H. Heard that phrase before, right? Well, in doTERRA, we run into this, don't we, as wellness advocates? Just like, it's just like when you set a goal of losing, your, losing weight. How many of you have tried to lose weight and failed? I'm the first to raise my hand. I failed dozens of times in attempts to lose weight. Um but the goal wasn't inspiring enough. Um, but what do you have to do <clears throat> when you lose, when you set a goal to lose weight? What, what do you have to do in order to lose weight? You have to grind, don't you? You have to grind. You have to do things. You have to discipline yourself. You have to discipline your mind. You have to discipline your body. You have to discipline your emotions in order to accomplish that goal. What about paying off debt? What, 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 is Dave Ram, what would Dave Ramsey say? Dave Ramsey doesn't paint it as a picture of uh, all, you know, fun and roses. It's not always about the high. There's those baby steps that when you reach them, that's the high, and you celebrate those baby steps. But what happens in between? What happens in between? You have to grind it out. You've got to do the work. You've got to stick to your budget. You've got to deny yourself. You've got to say no more often. You've got to guard your spending. And that's not always easy. It's not always fun. It doesn't always feel good, right? It's emotional. Your emotions are tied to your goal. But can you turn off the emotions? The, good, the thing is you need the emotions. God gave us the emotions so that we can feel the feeling of the high of accomplishing those goals. That's one of the many things, obviously, that we, that where emotions really help us. When Dave Ramsey does the debt scream 
with someone, man, I get goosebumps every time I hear somebody say, we're debt free. And then the freedom song comes on and it's like freedom. And, and it's just a celebration, right? What if, what if every rank that we hit, we had that you guys hit, that we would just celebrate freedom, one step towards freedom. What if we did that? Those are good emotions, right? We need those to push us forward. We need those. But what happens, see, emotions are neutral. But what happens when we take an emotion and we let it rule us? What happens when, we, when, we, when those emotions become our idol and our feelings become our idol that we worship? And it becomes a controlling factor in our lives. Emotions are part of the world's nature. Just like our bodies, we are in control of them. God gave us the spirit of self-control, right? We've been given, we've been, another way to put it is we've been given authority over our emotions, over our feelings, over our bodies, over our free will, right? We have authority over those things in Christ. God made us to have authority, to rule, to have dominion. So why do we quit and why do we give up? Well, let me challenge you on this. We all have the same opportunity in doTERRA. Why do we quit? Why do we feel like giving up? Why do we lose momentum? Because we all have the same opportunity. We're all given the same playing field to play on. Why do some win and succeed? more than others. Well, you could argue, you know, it's luck, timing. Those people were there at the right time. You could argue that they have a certain personality trait that you don't have. Maybe. But what if, what if you could just consider for a moment that that's just a great excuse? What if that's your emotions and your feelings and your will trying to devise a way for you to have an easy way out. What if your emotions, your will, is is making up this excuse to make you feel better? Our nature is not naturally made to run towards the difficult. Our nature, just like water trickling downstream, is going to want easy. It's going to seek out the easiest path, the path of least resistance. Our nature doesn't want to work out. We don't want to lose weight. As a matter of have you noticed that when you lose five, 10 pounds, how easy it is to gain it back be, or, and then more because your body starts to say, uh, 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 this is not right. I liked it before this way. I have struggled at 210 pounds, I want to be at 190. And every time I lose 5, 10 pounds, my nature begins to dominate and I start to let my emotions take over. Our nature doesn't want us to eat healthy at 9 p.m. at night when we're tired and we just want to eat ice cream and binge watch Netflix. Our nature wants to escape from reality, especially when it's difficult. God knows this, but he knows it's not good for us to escape because all it's doing is harming us long-term. 
All it's doing is blocking us from the freedom he wants us to experience. He loves us and he wants what's best for us. If you believe in a loving father, then you know this is true. His answer to us is not, oh, it's okay. You don't have to do anything hard. He was a living example of obedience and discipline and grinding it out for us. What did Jesus do? His example of prayer, he taught us how to pray. He was an example of getting quiet and getting in, the, in prayer and relying and trusting on his father for his power. He, re, he surrendered to his father for his power. He daily read his scripture. He daily rested. And he fellowshiped with sinners and saints and everybody in between. He knew that those were important things that would be disciplines. He probably didn't feel like it all the time, but he wanted to be obedient to his master, right? Good news is we don't have to be perfect like Jesus. And that's the great thing is we have grace. But what my point is that I, <clears throat> I want you to understand that in order to be successful, the difference between a successful person in doTERRA and anything that you do is you've got to master the grind. Learn from the master himself how to master the grind, right? That's why I mentioned Jesus. He's an example. You've got, those of you questioning whether you want to do this anymore, you're lacking vision. You're lacking vision to push through because you just, you're lacking vision, you're lacking belief, and you're lacking belief in your potential and you're lacking passion for your purpose. But let me just remind you right now, guys, that your purpose is a great high calling and it's been given to you by a great master grinder. Our purpose that we've all been given the same playing field is to love God and love others. When we are children of God, our greatest purpose and our greatest calling is to love him with all of our heart, with all of our soul, and with all of our minds, and to love others as ourselves. Guess what? We all have that purpose. We just happen to sell doTERRA memberships. I'm serious. We just happen to sell doTERRA memberships. What would it look like if we worshiped God just the same way that we worship him on Sundays, if we worshiped him Monday through Saturday, the same way through our business, through our doTERRA memberships, through the purpose that he's placed us in because your purpose is powerful. What you're doing to impact people's lives, to change people's health and wellness to give them potentially longer lives, not only health, but then on the wealth side, guys, everybody needs to get out of debt. Everybody needs to be in a better financial situation. Don't fool yourselves. Everybody needs to look at the opportunity with doTERRA seriously because it can really truly change your, it opens up opportunities for you when you get out of debt when you build wealth, 
I'm, I'm serious about that. So now that we've talked about how valuable the business is, I want to talk about purpose. I want to talk about that a little bit further. What if you can find your purpose in what you're doing now again? Part of what you're missing in doTERRA, if you're feeling stuck, if you're feeling like you're in this kind of low place, is, is getting in touch with your purpose and having fun with it again. And I'm, I'm not telling you that it's up to someone else to do that. It's up to you to find that fun uh, again. Don't tell me that what you don't tell me that you get that rush when you get a new enrollment. Get, go back to the place. If, if it's been a while since you caught the fire for doTERRA, I want to challenge you to go back to that time when you enrolled someone and you walked through somebody with someone and you made a difference in their health. Go back to how good that felt inside of you when you helped somebody sincerely. Go back to the feeling um, that you got when somebody got it and they made a change because you stepped out and educated somebody with an oil and with a, or with a product. That, my friends, that's fun. That's what builds momentum. You, you have to dwell on that. You have to remind yourself of your greater purpose um, in giving and sharing the reason why you, you, um, you do the things that you don't always feel like doing, okay? So I want to tell the story of, of the fun that we had at last week's business meeting. One of the things that Reed and I have talked about, Reed Hughes, is how we are missing that. Everybody came to that meeting stiff. Everybody came stiff and a little bit, you know, weighed down by the pressure of the business that they put on themselves. And I tell you what, we started it off with a skit. We started off with something fun. And then we loosened up and we began to fellowship and openly share. And we all encouraged one another and we all left lighter, happier, knowing that we are in this together and that we can lock arms with each other. Don't forsake the assembling of, our, of, of yourselves together in doTERRA. Getting together is important. We inspire each other just by being around one another. We don't have to do anything or be any way. But when we're around one another, we know that we have a connection. And there's something great that happens when we fellowship together. And we, that's part of making it fun. So if it's been a while since you've had a business meeting or if you've gotten together with your leaders or with your greater team just to talk oils, get back together and set something up where you can meet and encourage one another. There's nothing greater than that. Nothing greater than that. You've got to have goals and you've got to have vision and you've got to dream again. So this leads me to asking you some questions and feel free on the call to, um, it, to comment, um, to write in the chat room. Um, I'm seeing here comments. Um, great. Amen on fellowship. Shelly says we have one planned at the end of this month. Um, yes, it is important to hear each other's testimonials. Um, so I want to remind you of your dream and your vision again. And I want, I want to ask you some questions and I want you to answer them real quickly in the chat room or unmute yourself. If you have a comment, feel free to interrupt me. 
Let me ask you these questions, and these come straight out of being the starfish chapter, the chapter on your why and your intention and your calling. Why are you doing doTERRA? After all that I've said, tell me, why are you doing doTERRA? Go ahead and answer that as best you can in the chat room or unmute. What is the difference you can make in other people's lives by sharing doTERRA? What's going to, these are the things, guys, that are going to help you. I see Amy on the call, and she had a rough week last week. She had some customer service trouble. There's, there's problems with the back office, guys. There are issues with doTERRA. This comes with growth. We have 5 million wellness advocates, guys. We have, we, with this kind of growth in doTERRA, we're going to experience trouble. What's going to get you through and grind through some of these difficult things? Shelly says, because I love the product. What is the difference you can make in other people's lives by sharing doTERRA? Another question is, how are people better off by having attended one of your classes? How are people better off? Think about it this way. Your classes, it's not about your performance in terms of your results, like enrollments. Enrollments are great. But before that, deeper than that, how are people better off by by having to spend, spend an hour with you, an hour and a half with you? How are people better off? Ask yourself that. Amy says, I'm passionate about educating, encouraging, and helping people find alternatives. And you're great at it. Holly says, I do this to find a different path to serve others besides nursing. We had Vivian Hall on the call last time, and she was talking about how she just can do so much more being a wellness advocate than being a nurse. She can have greater influence. She has a greater opportunity to influence people in so many more ways, especially towards um, integrative care instead of just the traditional care. So uh, what are some of the benefits of having doTERRA products in your home? What are some of the benefits of having doTERRA products in your home? Financial freedom, freedom. How can doTERRA improve the quality of your life? What do you love to do? What part of the business do you love to do? Is it teaching? Is it sharing? Is it hosting classes? Is it getting together, fellowshipping with other leaders? Is it building relationships? Like what part? Is it making the money? Like what do you love to do? Do you love to talk? For me, I love to talk about the business. I love to inspire. I love to encourage. I love to help you see something differently. I love to challenge. That's a new thing that I've learned since I've been doing transformational coaching. I love to coach. I love teaching and meeting personally with people, Amy said. Teaching and making money. I love it. I love it. What are you passionate about? What are your talents and gifts? Find ways. Find ways to implement your talents and gifts. I know my talents and gifts. I am an okay um, advisor about health education and wellness education. I'm okay at that. I'm okay at certain parts of it. I'm not so great at others, especially with oils, believe it or not. I'm okay with oils. I know the basics of the oils, but it's not my passion. It's not my talent, my gifting. My gifting is seeing genealogy trees, tree doctor, 
learning placements, going through and walking through possibilities, making plans, strategy, coaching, challenging, education, encouragement in the business side, seeing in your potential. Shelly says, one of my spiritual gifts is encouragement, and I feel this is a way to show my passion for health and loving on those who are hurting and need wellness advice. Absolutely. You don't have to go to a third world country to do this. Guys, we source our oils. We take part in what doTERRA is doing to help third world countries in order to help the people right next door. That's huge, guys. That's huge. So you got to find your passion again. And then I dare I ask you what your dreams are. I challenge you to dream bigger than you've been dreaming. What are your dreams? What are, here's part of the book right here. What are 25 things that you would do if you had $5,000 more a month than you do today? Just start listing. First thing that comes to mind. Don't overthink it. If you had an extra $5,000 a month, what would you do? Vivian said she wants to take her whole family to Disney World. Sounds like something you'd say at the end of a Super Bowl. Hire a house cleaner. Absolutely, Val. I can tell you that's been the best we spend every month is hiring a house cleaner. The next step is hire somebody to handle our laundry and our dishes. I wouldn't mind having somebody that cooks for us too. Shopping is taken care of. We go to click list, pay off our house sooner, pay for my children's college, travel, travel to Tennessee more, create my own elite retreat. Ooh, we were just talking about elite retreat. Some good news coming up about that soon. Yes, guys, what would you do with $5,000 more a month? Just keep them coming, keep them coming. And what three things could you do that would improve the quality of your life? You already talked about it. Be able to have my hubby stay home and partner with me. He's a great partner. I love Travis. I know his real name's Tracy. He is a great partner. It's one of the best things that Chrissy and I got to do was work together. Now she's off doing her music stuff, her songwriting. And that's, that's her dream. Okay. So, guys, the last question I have for you is this, and this comes straight out of being the starfish. What will you have to sacrifice? What are you willing to grind in the short term in order to live your dream in the long term? And why will it be worth it? This is the tough question. You cannot, you have to sacrifice some things. It could be, you have to know your boundaries, but it it, it could be some extra time with people that you love. Um, It could be money. Uh, It's going to be time and money. Okay. So what, what will you sacrifice? What are you willing to sacrifice for the short term, for a year? and it could be an hour extra time. It's not, I'm not talking about your life. Okay. No TV. Yeah. Hello. Willing to sacrifice time with family. That's bold. You're not a bad person to say that. No TV for me. No, no clue what's going on. What's what's in the TV shows, right? Social media. It's a, it's a, the win lose type of situation. Very good guys. So that's getting back in touch with your vision. 
That's getting back in touch with your vision. <clears throat> so I want to talk about something else now. And this is a sensitive subject as well. I'm going to take a drink of water here. How many of us have found ourselves getting caught in the, the dopamine hit that comes from the next course and the next um, savior of a course or uh, a class that comes your way? Or, ooh, it's a new Facebook group. Oh, this is amazing. And you just find yourself going on this high and then it disappoints going on this high and then it disappoints. It's like cocaine guys. It's like a drug. This stuff that's going on out there. And trust me, I've been there. You have to grind yourself and discipline yourself to say no to the shiny objects, to the fear of missing out. I've seen this countless times. I've done it. Okay. I have looked at edge success. I'm confessing. I've looked at edge success as my savior in my business. I've looked at share success and natural solutions and being the starfish and the nine habits and now the spoil yourself promotion and, and then the BOGOs and then emerge sales training. Boy, have I made that one my savior. It's not. None of those things are. Those are going to disappoint you if you don't put them in the right perspective. Don't go looking for the next thing. Don't go looking for the next thing, guys. It's going to disappoint you. The process is much simpler. God does not want us to be distracted by all of these things. Don't go looking for the next thing because you're feeling insecure and not confident. It always comes back to simplicity plus clarity equals duplication. We make it so much more complicated, and I've, I've definitely done that. Um, a lot of it was because I felt insecure and I needed the, you know, we had a Wild West situation going on. Nobody was teaching us how to do it. We were all on the same page, clueless, not understanding how things worked. It's all there. These are just tools, okay? These are just resources. None of the things I mentioned before are bad necessarily. We just have to decide what you're going to use and commit to it. Don't use the fact that you are confused as an excuse. You just have to commit to it and use it and do it. You've got to commit to the grind. You've got to look forward to the grind. You can't say to yourself, this is, this is, this is what it sounds like, okay? Be honest. How many of you have said, Oh, I don't feel like teaching classes. I don't feel like inviting. I don't feel like sharing. And I don't feel like doing a vendor event. Or my upline isn't giving me the leadership I need. I'm just disappointed in not getting anything from them. I'm just not getting anything from them. And I'm going to quit. My downline isn't working hard enough. I don't have any builders. Oh, guys, I've heard it all. And honestly, I've said it all, and it doesn't work. All that's doing is feeding the me monster. It's feeding your need to have an excuse to make yourself feel better. You know what? Winners don't do that. Winners stop that. Mature people stop that. 
I've done it at a four, as 46 years old. I get in moments where I just want to get in a corner and I want to cry. Well, boo-hoo. Guess what? You decide how long you're going to go into your corner and cry about it. You're the one that gets to choose. There's no one else that's responsible. When I was building this business in 2012, 2013, 2014, we were all guessing. It was all Wild West. We had none of the resources that we have today. Yet people were building and growing and expanding and going gangbusters. We were on a high. But then we got complacent. Now we have all these tools. There are teams that are building like crazy. There are people rank advancing all over the place. So what is the excuse? What's the excuse? We need to stop it, guys. Life is, you want to be about building and expanding. You don't want to be about retreating and hiding in a corner. Not for long. It's okay if you need that for a night. I get it. It's okay. But you got to choose in the morning. His mercies are new every morning. Don't accept that. That's not the way you want to live your life. If you make that a habit, you're going to be in trouble. I promise you. When you're ready to get out of your corner and stop crying about it, I'm going to be here waiting to cheer you on. Your upline is going to be here waiting to cheer you on. We're going to give you the encouragement and we're going to have fun. We're going to give you the coaching you need to keep going, to grind it out at times. I'm here every Tuesday. I'm committed. I didn't feel like doing this, these calls this morning at 10 o'clock. I was like, what am I going to talk about today? And that's when I realized the grind has been the biggest issue for the last week. And we've got to address it, guys. We've got to address it. Quit making excuses. I'm going to be here every Tuesday for these calls. You've got Tuesdays, no excuses. I'm easily reachable on Facebook. You can call or text me, text me and call me and say, help, I need help. Here's what I'm going to do when you do that. I'm going to listen and then I'm going to challenge you to take some action and I'm going to connect you with your up, immediate upline and we're going to have a three-way talk about what's needed. And then we're going to decide how we're going to move forward. But guys, I want to lock arms with you. I want to lock arms. Let's not accept mediocrity and complacency. Let's not waste any more time. Let's not. It's not that complicated, guys. You just have to go through the grind. Just because you had a failure and you didn't win at something and it didn't go as well as you wanted to, okay, whine for the night, but then move on. It's worth it. Remind yourself why this is worth it. And let me tell you another reason why this is worth it. And here's the good news. Right now, we are heading into the best six months in terms of income and volume that you're going to have each year. Guys, there is so much going on right now, and this is the time to reap. The, first, the other six months, April through September, are our times to sow. That's the time to grind. Sowing is grinding, guys. Sowing is getting gritty, is getting dirty, is planting those seeds, right? When you plant seeds, you get dirty. You've got to commit to being getting dirty and working it. We've got to work it. It's, this is the time to reap it. We're still going to work, but this is the time when we reap it the most. Your checks are going to go up. People are going to be motivated again. They're going to see and believe in doTERRA. It's amazing how much those checks make a difference, both towards the negative and the positive. 
But if you commit to grinding in those off slower months, I'm telling you, you're going to reap. You're going to reap what you've sown now. This is when the distribution system that you have set up for you really pays off. And here's how. Okay? You have essentially, you essentially have a business. You, you have a business, right? You have a business like Starbucks. It works the same way Starbucks works. Do you know that the value in Starbucks is not in selling coffee and the profits from selling coffee? That's not where the value comes from. You make, you know, they might make 25, 30% on each cup of coffee, even if it's $5 when you consider operating costs, et cetera. That's not where the value is. You know where the real value is that the, the investors um, in the stock market of Starbucks comes from? It comes from the distribution system. It comes from the fact that they have, I don't know how many, tens of thousands of outlets and ways of, of locations that are looking for product. They're looking for their, their coffee beans. They're looking for cups. They're looking for um, mugs. They're looking for things that they can sell that get moved through the distribution system. So what you're doing is you are setting up a distribution system. That's where the value comes from. It's the distribution system, silly, that is the valuable thing in Starbucks. The same with you. You can go back to your job. That's easy. It's easy to go back to your job. It seems easier, right? It's handed to you. You can, you can find full-time work, maybe make two, $3,000 and have less stress. But is it really better? Don't you want to work? Don't you want to work? I'm sorry. Do you want to work for Starbucks? Or do you want to own Starbucks? Do you want to own the distribution system? Or do you want to work in the distribution system? Where do you think the greatest payoff is going to be? It's always going to be in the place which is, requires more work requires more commitment, requires more grind, requires more grittiness, because that is where the least amount of people want to be. They want to go to easy. And so the system is set up for those people that want easier to go ahead and do that. But the real winners are the ones that are willing to grind, that are willing to work. Is it worth it? Heck yeah, Val said she wants to make more money. She loves making money. There's nothing wrong with that. Well, if you, want to, if you like making money, then you've got to work intentionally. Listen, tell your husbands next time they ask you, what are you doing again? Why are you leaving the house? Tell them you're building Starbucks. It might feel like a grind, but it's worth it. Guys, you're building a distribution system that's going to pay you. Our doTERRA products, our wonderful oils, our wonderful products are, work, are going through those hundreds of people that you have on your team. And every single enrollment is like setting up a new Starbucks franchise somewhere. Every single enrollment that gets on an LRP becomes part of the system that you're building. Can you get excited about that? Yes, I hope so. I hope you can get excited about that. I hope you can see the purpose from which you are doing I do like coffee, grinding, Starbucks, ground coffee. Exactly, Holly. It's exciting. 
It will make you work harder. And I want, I want you guys to win. I want to lock arms with you. Let's get on the same plane and let's push through and grind even when you're tired, um, even when you don't want to. That is the whole point is if you can master and understand that sometimes it takes grinding, you're going to win. 